Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brothers and sisters in the faith. Indeed, we are truly blessed because we, before we enter the new year, although in some situations or in some places they have already entered the new year, nevertheless, we are truly blessed and privileged that on this day of Shabbat, we are able to assemble together to worship Yahuwah Abba and his beloved son, Yahusha HaMashiach. What better way to prepare for the year than to meet with our Savior and to dwell with them and they with us to gain the strength and wisdom we need so that we can navigate with, with wisdom the year that is about to come. Of course, whenever the year passes and a new year will take its place, we are kind of excited, right? Because we have an opportunity to kind of like start anew. Because if year 2021 was a difficult one, perhaps the new year will become better. However, when we want something to take place in our life, it's not enough that we wish something. It's not enough that we hope upon something. We have to do certain things. We need to make changes in our life so that we can create for ourselves with the help of Abba to have a better 2022. And so even if this world is falling apart and collapsing, we need to understand as people of Elohim, our blessings do not depend upon the condition of the world. It is entirely dependent upon the provision of our loving Abba. And so what do we need to do so that we can have a better 2022? What must we do, especially as the year is about to come to the end? Let's begin our studies here in the book of Psalm 90 and the verses 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What must we do, especially when the end of the year has come upon us? A good practice to have is to number our days. Have you done that lately, numbering our days? What does that mean? How can we number our days? Well, perhaps we can begin with the number 80. Do you know why? What's the number 80 all about? Some people call it the average lifespan of a human being nowadays, right? So we can begin there with 80 and then subtract your age. So if you are 50, 80 minus 50, what do you get? 30 years. That's how many years left you have on earth to live. You can, even, you can even multiply 30 by 365. What do you get? About 10,000, right? So that's how many days you have left on earth to live. 10,000 years. That's it. You know, that's how you number your days. And when we number our days, what will be the result? The Bible says you may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, we develop an attitude. What kind of attitude? An appreciation for how precious life is. That life is short. We cannot afford to waste a day in our life. And so the heart of wisdom leads us to make the most of every day, every week, every month of the rest of our life. This is a good way to begin the new year, is it not? With this attitude to always make sure that we make the most of our life. Well, how can we do that? How can we take advantage of the opportunity to make the most of our life? Let's read the book of Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. 
See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How can we make the most of our life? Apostle Paul says we have to learn how to redeem the time. Do you know why Apostle Paul says redeem the time? Because all of us get 24 hours per day. Nothing more, nothing less. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. It doesn't matter. All human beings get exactly the same number of hours. How many? 24. So we have to learn to redeem the time. Why? Because if we decide to spend our time doing this, it means we have no more time doing something else. And so we need to learn to choose wisely how we're going to spend our time. You see, to make the most of our life means to make the most of our time. And so how can we make the most of our time? Bible says, do not live as fools, but live as wise people. Do you know what the difference is between someone who's wise and someone who is a fool? A fool, they act first and think later, right? And oftentimes they regret what they end up doing. And oftentimes, really, a fool doesn't think at all. They just act. They just kind of drift through life. And so a new year comes and they go with the flow. Whatever the environment brings them, they go with the flow. They don't really think. They don't really live an engaged and purposeful life. And so what happens to them? They eventually get destroyed. And so we must not live like fools. We must live like what? Wise people. How do wise people live? They think about what they do. And what do they think about according to Apostle Paul? They seek to know and understand the will of Yahuwah. You see, that's the key. If we want to succeed, if we want a better 2022, we need to begin with the will of Yahuwah Abba. This is why we need to ask Yahuwah, Father in heaven, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to do? And we need to identify that will of Abba and fulfill it in our life. But how can we know the will of the Father? Let's read the book of Proverbs 3, 5 down to 7. Trust in Yahuwah with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear Yahuwah and depart from evil. How can we know the will of Yahuwah Elohim? It begins by acknowledging our God in all that we do. And this is especially relevant when we enter 2022. Do you know what most people do when they enter a new year? What do most people do? They create plans, right? They have a to-do list of some kind. They make plans for 2022. Is it good to plan? Absolutely. Because if you don't plan, you plan to fail, right? There's a saying that's that goes something like that. And so we need to plan, but there's the better way to plan. Because when people usually plan, they come up with their own ideas, they set the dates on paper, and then they go to Yahuwah and say, Father, please bless my plans, right? Well, that's probably one way to do it, right? But there's a better way to do that. What is that? 
Even in the planning, what do we do? We ask for the will of Yahuwah, loving Father. I want to plan 2022. I want your will, not mine. I acknowledge you, not me. If we do that, we're going to have a blessed 2022. You know why? Because Yahuwah Abba, he knows more than we. You know, the Father can see what's going to happen in 2022, right? How many here knows what's going to happen in 2022? You probably have no idea. The events that happened in 2021, did we understand? Did we forecast that? Did we have any inkling of what's going to happen? Maybe generally, but not the specifics. With Abba, down to the nanosecond, he knows what's going to happen in 2022. This is why we can trust him. This is why when we plan the events of our life, when we plan for our family, begin by acknowledging Abba and saying to Abba, I want your will. And if we do that, what will Yahuwah do? Bible says he will direct our steps. I love the Hebrew of direct our steps. It means he will straighten our paths. It means if there are obstacles, that's no problem with Yahuwah Abba. He will remove those obstacles and make the path smooth. Don't you want that for, uh, for Abba to do for us? That's what he will do. If we will acknowledge his will. But what prevents people from acknowledging God in all that they do? It's because they are wise in their own eyes. What does that mean? They lean too much on their own understanding. They seem to have this belief that they know better than Yahuwah. They seem to think that Yahuwah knows what's best for their life. And so they're kind of saying to Yahuwah, I don't need you to meddle in my business. And so they do their own thing and ignore Yahuwah. They live their life apart from Yahuwah. They don't want Yahuwah to involve himself in our life. That's not a good practice to have. This is why for us to benefit, for us to truly express a need for Yahuwah, it begins with humility. Because if we will have pride and we think we're better than Yahuwah, we're not going to learn anything from Yahuwah. The best way to begin a new year is to go before the throne of Abba and ask, Father, what can I learn from you? What do you want to teach me? Because Yahuwah wants to teach us many things. He's trying to teach us all the time. Do you know what Yahuwah Abba wants us to learn? Because this is what we truly need. Let's read what it says in the book of uh, Proverbs, or Psalms rather. 119 in the verses 71. My punishment was good for me because it made me learn your commands. What does Yahuwah Abba want us to learn? The Bible says he wants us to learn his Commands. What are those commands? Can you recite them? What are the commands? The Ten Commandments. How many here know the Ten Commandments? Do you know it by heart already? Someone said, I know it, brother. Love your God and love your fellow men. Right? That's kind of the essence of the Ten Commandments, right? You know why Yahuwah Abba wants us to learn the commandments? Because that's the key to a happy life. Do you believe that? Remember when Yahuwah set free the people of Israel? Yahuwah said, you're going to live in the land of your own. How did he describe that land? It's a land flowing with milk and honey. But before they go there, what does Yahuwah Abba give them? 
the Ten Commandments. You know why? Because for a person to be truly happy, you don't need, you don't, uh, milk and honey, it's not enough. Do you think you'll have lasting joy and happiness with milk and honey? You can have a land flowing with milk and honey, but if you disobey the commandments of Abba, you're, you're going to be miserable. Because the Ten Commandments is the key to a happy life. Why? Because the Ten Commandments focuses on what? Relationship, right? Relationship with who? Yahuwah. And relationship with your fellow man. If you have those two things, it doesn't matter where you live. In the desert? In the wilderness? It don't matter. You will be happy. But if you lack those two things, it doesn't matter where you live. In a palace? You're going to be miserable. See, the key to a happy and prosperous life are the Ten Commandments. This is why Yahuwah is always trying to get us to understand and to learn the Ten Commandments and to apply it in our life because of his desire for us to learn the Ten Commandments. What does Yahuwah sometimes have to resort to, to try and get us to learn? What does the Bible say? Yeah, sometimes he will punish us. Perhaps he's punishing us now, right? What does it mean when Yahuwah begins to punish us? It means we are children of Abba. Because the Father will not punish or discipline those who don't belong to him. But if we belong to him, if he considers us his sons and daughters, he will discipline us and punish us. Because he wants us to learn his commandments. And so if we're being punished, what do we need to do? We need to reflect upon our life, right? And so let's examine 2021. Were there instances in 2021 when Yahuwah had to discipline us? We have to ask ourselves that question because sometimes there's a tendency when bad things happen to us, we quickly say, oh, it's a test, right? That's our immediate response. It's a trial. It could be a trial. But what if it's a, a punishment? What if Yahuwah was trying to teach us his commands? Then we have to do something. We have to repent. We have to change our ways. Otherwise, it's going to be status quo. We're not going to get better. Yahuwah wants us to get better. Do you know what the Bible calls those who, despite being corrected and disciplined, they still do not learn to obey the commandments of Abba? Let's read the book of Proverbs 29 and the verses 1. If you get more stubborn, uh-oh, if you get more stubborn, every time you are corrected, one day you will be crushed and never recover. What does the Bible call those who, despite being, all, being disciplined by the hand of Abba for their disobedience, they still do not learn the commandments of Elohim? Bible calls them stubborn. What will happen to those who are stubborn? The Bible says one day they will be crushed and they will never be able to recover. It's like the patient who checked in the hospital. The doctor said, I'm warning you, do not eat that food. You know what food I'm talking about? Am I talking about that chicharron? Fat, deeply fried, right? Do not eat that. But because they're stubborn, they have a secret stash. They're trying to hide from their spouse. So they have a secret stash and they eat even though they know it's really bad for them, right? What will eventually happen? They might fall and get crushed and never to recover. That's true physically. That's also true spiritually, right? This is why we must not be stubborn. You know what the characteristics of a stubborn person are? Number one, they ignore correction. 
They know they're not supposed to do it, but they do it anyways, because they ignore correction. They don't want to be corrected. That's one characteristic. What's another one? They like to postpone correction. Maybe they say to themselves, I know I need to change. But their favorite word in the English dictionary is what? Tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow, not today. It's stubborn, right? What else? Maybe they begin to change. They make changes in their life. But after a couple of days, they go back to the old habits. Stubbornness. If we will be stubborn, eventually it's going to catch up to us. And it's going to crush us. Yahuwah does not want his people to be crushed. And so Yahuwah warns us to apply to our life the antidote to stubbornness. You know what that is? It's called repentance. Repentance means that we agree with Yahuwah that his way is better than our own way. And we commit to Yahuwah's way. We make a change in our life. If we will not make changes in our life, we can wish all we want. We can hope all we want. We're not going to have a better 2022. It begins with repentance and learning the commandments of Yahuwah. What will be the great outcome? If only we learn to apply the Ten Commandments in our life. Let's read what it says in the book of Isaiah 48, 17 to 18. The Holy God of Israel, Yahuwah, who saves you, says, I am Yahuwah, your God, the one who wants to teach you for your own good. And direct you in the way you should go. If only you had listened to my commands. Then blessings would have flowed for you like a stream that never goes dry. Victory would have come to you like the waves that roll on the shore. What can we expect? If we only learn to obey the commandments of our loving Elohim. The Bible says we will experience blessing and victory. That is flowing like a stream that never goes dry. Victory and blessing that will come like the waves that roll on the shore. Can you imagine that? Before you even complete or finish enjoying one blessing, comes another one, right? And before you get to completely enjoy that blessing, here comes another blessing, right? Victory, one after the other. This is what Yahuwah Abba wants. For each and every one of us. But what is the key? Learning the commandments of Yahuwah. This is what he wants for us, brothers and sisters. He wants us to experience this for ourselves. The Bible says, ask Yahuwah and ask him that we will be able to taste his goodness for ourselves. This is what we can have. But for us to have this, we need to learn to obey the commandments of our loving Allahim. What's the proof Yahuwah wants this for us? Did you notice the statement of Yahuwah in the quotes in the passage? It says, if only, if only you had listened to my commands. It's like a parent speaking to a son or a daughter. If only you did this, you could have had this. It's like Yahuwah, you can feel his love and concern for his people, can't you not? If only you have done this, victory would have been yours. In other words, what Yahuwah dearly wants for each one of us is to experience victory and blessing one after the other. This is what he wants for his people. Even in this life, we are to be blessed. He wants to give this to us. But you know what? There's something even more that he wants for all of us. What could that be? Yes, 
He wants us to have a blessed 2022. But beyond that, there's something he wants for each one of us. What is that? Let's read the book of Luke 12, 29 to 32. And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock. For it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. What does Yahuwah want to give to us? According to our King Yahushua. What does he really want to give to us? Isn't that completely radical? Yahuwah wants to give us his kingdom. Not only that, Yahusha even says, it makes the Father greatly happy to give us the kingdom. Look around you. You have Russia. You have the United States. You have the European nations. You have China. You have the Philippines, right? Superpowers. <laughs> you got Japan. You got all these kingdoms vying for power. You know what? Time will come when every single one of those kingdoms are going to be uprooted. They're going to be gone. And there's going to be a kingdom that will last forever. What kingdom is that? It's the kingdom of God. And Yahushua says that kingdom, he wants to give to you. It makes the father happy, greatly happy to give you that kingdom. However, for us to receive this kingdom, what do we need to do first? The Bible says you have to seek for it. He will not give it to us unless we seek for it. How must we seek for the kingdom of God? The Bible says seek for the kingdom of God above all else. What does that mean? It must be topmost priority in our life. Unfortunately for many people today, what's the topmost priority for the people of the world? For the unbelievers, it is what to eat, what to drink, where to live, which makes sense. These are the basic necessities of life, right? I mean, Yahushua is not telling us that we stop working for our physical and basic needs in life. That's not what Yahushua is telling us. We need to work hard for the things that we need in this life, right? We can't be lazy. We have to work hard for them. However, Yahushua is also telling us that our topmost priority must be one, seeking the kingdom of God. That must be number one. Everything else is second. When we make Yahuwah's kingdom number one, what is the promise of Yahuwah? All of our needs. You don't have to worry about them. Yahuwah will give them to you. Even if it's a pandemic, even if the economies begin to collapse, Yahuwah will not break his promise. He will provide for all of our needs. But we need to seek first the kingdom of God, which brings us to the next question. How can we seek the kingdom of God? If we were to ask you now, brothers and sisters, how do we seek the kingdom of God? Do you know how to do that? How do we seek the kingdom of God first? Above all else, we seek the kingdom of God. By following and making priority the appointed times of the kingdom. Do you know what the Moedim or the appointed times of the kingdom are? What are they? What are they? You forgot already? <laughs> what are the appointed times of the kingdom? Let's go to the next slide, please. This is what uh, the Bible teaches us. When you look at Moedim or appointed times, it refers to the festivals of Yahuwah, we have seven feasts. It's a calendar of events that span from one 
for a span, a span an entire year? What do we need to understand about the festivals of Yahuwah? It's actually a program for the setting up of the kingdom of our loving Elohim. That's why when you look at the feast, it has the spring feasts, it has the middle feast, and it has the autumn feast. Every single one of those feasts, it has a purpose that is to be fulfilled by Yahusha in setting up the kingdom of God. And so what are these feasts? We have the spring feast, which begin with Passover on the 14th. And then April 15th, to 21, we have unleavened bread, right? And we have also first fruits, April 17, which is on a Sunday. And then we have the Feast of Weeks, June the 5th, which many people today call Pentecost. What do we need to understand about these first four feasts of Yahuwah? It pertains to the kingdom. Did you know Yahusha fulfilled every single one of those feasts? For a specific purpose. For example, what did Yahushua do on Passover? He died, right? What happened on unleavened bread? He went to the grave. What happened on first fruits? He resurrected from the grave. What happened on Pentecost or uh, fruit, the, fruit, the festival of weeks? He gave the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so in the first three feasts, Yahushua established the spiritual aspect of the kingdom. And then he empowers the kingdom with his Holy Spirit in the Feast of Weeks. But Yahushua is not yet finished. There are other feasts. This is why we're going to also celebrate the autumn feasts. What are they? It begins on month seven, the new moon, which is the day of trumpets. And then October 5th, the day of atonement. And then October 10 to 17, the feast of tabernacles brethren we are giving this ahead of time so that you can plan your activities and your planning around these events when you look at the autumn feasts yahusha is yet to completely fulfill that and this is why if the first feasts pertain to the spiritual kingdom what do you think the last three feasts is going to accomplish the physical kingdom and this is why the Feast of Yahuwah is a memorial. And what else? A rehearsal. Are we seeking Abba's kingdom above all else? If we are, then we need to take priority in observing the festivals of Yahuwah. And so let's put this in our calendar. And let's make sure that we center our other activities around this. May Yahuwah's will be the center of our life. Seek first the kingdom of Yahuwah Abba. Why should we seek first the kingdom of Yahuwah? Let's go to the next slide. We read this passage already, but the Bible says, search the kingdom of God above all else, because it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. You see, you can seek for something all you want, but if the father doesn't want to give it to you, will you get it? No, this is something Yahuwah wants to give. If we know, if we already know in advance, this is something Yahuwah wants to give us, what should we do? We need to pray. We need to seek after the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God was offered in the first century to the people of Israel. Yeah, but they rejected the offer. What did they do with the king of that kingdom? They killed him. They crucified him. And so what did Yahushua do? He got 
followers, which he calls sheep to belong to his flock, right? And Yahushua says, the father will give you the kingdom. It will give him great joy and happiness to give you the kingdom. Yahuwah wants to give us the kingdom because we belong to our king, Yahusha HaMashiach. What does that mean? What is this kingdom all about? You know, the Holy Bible, especially the prophets, if you read it, they speak so much about the first advent, about the establishment of the first, the spiritual aspect of the kingdom. But they speak even more about the second advent, about the physical kingdom, the millennial kingdom of Yahusha and Yahuwah here on earth. Isaiah speaks about it. Ezekiel speaks about it as well. In fact, if you go to Ezekiel 40 to 48, it speaks about the millennial kingdom. In Ezekiel 40 to 48, it describes, for example, the temple that will be built in the millennial kingdom. Let's look at the next slide. Here's a comparison of three temples. You notice at the bottom, the one colored in olive green, that's a football field to give you an idea of the, how big these structures are. And so when we go, go to the next slide, this is the temple built during the days of Solomon, during the days of uh, the kings on earth, of Judah and Israel. That's how big it is. It was destroyed, but then during the days of Daniel and under the leadership of Nehemiah and Ezra, what happened? The remnants were able to build another temple. This was the second temple. Next slide, please. And that's how big it is. This was the temple that stood when Yahushua was here on earth. What happened to that temple? It was destroyed 70 AD by the Romans. However, at the millennial, the Bible plans, Yahuwah plans, that kingdom, that temple will again be rebuilt. Look how massive it's going to be. Next slide. That's the description given by prophet Ezekiel concerning the temple that will be rebuilt. It's not the temple that's being rebuilt today in Israel. That's not the real temple. This is the real temple. And it's not going to happen until Yahusha is here on earth to reign as king over all. His kingdom, the kingdom that is from God, is going to be given to each and every one of us. You know what we will do in this temple right here? Let's go ahead and read the book of Ezekiel 46, 1 and 3. This is what the sovereign Yahuwah says. The gate of the inner court facing east is to be shut on the six working days. But on the Sabbath day and on the day of the new moon, it is to be open. On the Sabbaths and new moons, the people of the land are to worship in the presence of Yahuwah at the entrance to that gateway. What are we going to do in that big temple? That Yahuwah is going to build for his kingdom here on earth. Because every kingdom needs to have a headquarters, right? And so that central headquarters is going to be Jerusalem. It's going to be a nice temple there. We're going to be there. Wouldn't that be nice? What do you think we're going to be doing there? We're going to be worshiping. Who will lead in the worship in the temple? Worshiping Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach. Who do you think? Let's find out. Let's read the book of Revelation. 1, 5 down to 6. And from Yahusha Christ. The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. You see, the kingdom of God is going to supplant. It's going to dominate all other kingdoms. Other kingdoms will be supplanted, removed, uprooted, so that only one kingdom will rule. That's the kingdom of God given to Yahushua the Christ. And so he will rule over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us 
from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Who will be the one who will lead in the worship services to be conducted in the temple that is to be, be, that is to be built by our king, Yahushua? Bible says it's going to be the kings and priests of God the Father, right? Who are they? Those who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Yahushua. Those who belong to our King Yahushua, those who follow him and are loyal to him, are the ones who will be made kings and priests of God to co-rule with our King Yahushua. This is our future. Yahuwah God wants to give this to us. It makes him happy to give this to us. And so we should be happy to receive this, right? You see, Yahuwah wants more than a blessed 2022. He wants us to make sure. He wants us that when Yahusha comes, we will be his priests. We will be his kings. And we will co-rule with his Mashiach, the anointed one. But who among us, we who profess the name of Yahusha, we who belong to our Messiah, who among us will be able to receive this great blessing? Let's read the book of Revelation 2, 26 to 27. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Who among those who have been washed by the blood of Yahusha, cleansed by his sacrifice, will be serving as kings and priests before Yahuwah Abba. Bible says they're the ones who are victorious. How do they achieve victory? By obeying Yahusha until the end. Take note, they will obey Yahusha HaMashiach until the end. Not just sometime, but all the time until the end. This is what we need to do. We need to be victorious. However, when it says to be victorious, what does that mean? Often when you use the word victory, it means there's an opposing party trying to thwart your plans, right? There's someone who's going to oppose you and persecute you and want you to fail. Yes, it's not going to be easy. This is why Yahushua says the one who is victorious, it's not easy. But we can do it because it's a promise of Yahushua. And so when we are feeling overwhelmed by the burdens that we carry, when the persecution becomes too intense, when we feel no one understands us, when we, because we're being persecuted, seem to lose hope, when we carry the burdens of sadness, disappointments, when we fail from time to time and we don't know where to go to because we feel alone, when the trials and tribulations of life seem too overwhelming for us, remember what Yahushua said. Yahushua says, why don't you pray? He says, pray to the Father. That's what he did. You know, when Yahushua told his disciples, why don't you pray? Truth is, he should not have had to say that. Because the disciples saw him praying all the time. There should have been no need for Yahushua to tell his disciples, why don't you pray? Because he himself was praying all the time. But Yahushua said to his disciples, 
Why don't you pray? Brethren, this is what we need to do. Life is not going to become easier. We can have a blessed year, but it doesn't mean it's an easy year. It will be beset with problems and tribulation. But you know what? In the hands of Yahuwah, we can go through that. And we'll become even better than we were before. We just need to pray. Pray to our loving Father. And so before we enter the new year, before we live our, every day of our life, let us pray. And what should we pray for? Let's read the book of Isaiah 65, verse 24. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. The one speaking there is Yahuwah. And it gives us an, an idea of what we should pray for, especially now. What should we pray for? Let's pray for our needs to be met. Is this within the will of Yahuwah Abba? Yes. Remember what Yahusha said. If we make the kingdom of God priority in our life, everything that we need, he will add to us. This is how we do it. We pray to Yahuwah Abba. Brethren, what do you need? What do you really need? We have many needs in life. We have financial needs, yes. Yahuwah can provide that. We have needs because maybe some of us get sick. Oh, Yahuwah can provide that. We have needs because we want better relationships with our family. Yahuwah can provide that as well. That's why before we pray today, brethren, why not mention to Yahuwah all of your needs? Every single one. Do not say to yourself, oh, maybe Yahuwah will not give this to me. He will give it to you. In fact, what can we even expect from our loving father when we pray to him? Yahuwah himself even says, I will answer them even before they call on me. While they are still talking, before they even finish their prayer, before they even finish talking about their needs, Yahuwah says, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Brethren, believe that. That's the heart of Yahuwah. Do you know why we can believe this? Do you know why we can pray to Yahuwah and expect to be heard by him? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Isaiah 57, 16 to 19. I gave my people life. And I will not continue to accuse them or be angry with them forever. I was angry with them because of their sin and greed. And so I punished them and abandoned them. But they were stubborn and kept on going their own way. I have seen how they acted, but I will heal them. I will lead them and help them. And I will comfort those who mourn. I offer peace to all, both near and far. I will heal my people. Can you feel the tenderness of the heart of Abba? That's a very moving and powerful message from our creator. 
who understands who we are, that we are dust and weak. This is why when we pray to Yahuwah, we can be confident we will receive what we need. You know why? Because Yahuwah will respond to our prayers, not according to how good we are, but oftentimes because of his love and mercy. This is why when Yahuwah looked at his people, what did he say? My people are stubborn. They have sinned. They live in greed. They're stubborn. I discipline them, but they keep going the wrong way. This is why when we approach Yahuwah Abba, we approach Yahuwah Abba and expect that he will listen to us, not because we're good, but because Yahuwah is good. Always keep this in mind. Our sin, no matter how grievous they may be, our sin can never be greater than the love that Yahuwah has for us. You know what that means? We can't mess this up. There's no reason why we should not go to him. If in the past we ignored Abba and we suffered the consequences of our actions and deeds, Yahuwah Abba is the great redeemer. He can redeem all things. He can transform our life. Why not allow Yahuwah to transform our life today? It begins with repentance, going to our father and saying to him, Father, I agree with you. Your will and your way is better than mine. And so I will submit to you now and let Yahuwah take control of our life. Do you know what Yahuwah is prepared to do for us, even if we don't deserve it? If you notice the passage, Yahuwah says, I have seen how they acted. And so Yahuwah knows they're not worthy. But I will heal them. I will lead them and help them. And I will comfort them. I will heal my people even before we deserve it. Yahuwah is prepared to bless us in so many ways. He's prepared to bless us now before we enter a new year. Go to him and ask from Abba to help us, to lead us, to teach us, to heal us, and to comfort us. Because Yahuwah wants to do this for his sons and daughters. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray. Loving Father, you are so good and merciful. If it were not for your kindness and compassion, None of us would be here today. Many events have transpired. 2021. We are saddened because some of us have lost close friends, family members because of the pandemic. We are saddened because of the failing economy. We are saddened also because of the events taking place throughout the world that bring doom and gloom the heart of so many. But Father, we are not overwhelmed by them because in the midst of the fire and flood, you stand before us, extending your hand that we may take hold of it. Father, when we hold your hand and you holding ours, even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of chaos, 
We have peace that surpasses all understanding. We know what it's like for you to deliver your people because we have experienced our fair share of trial and tribulation. But what we have learned is this, for every trial, there is the opportunity to see your face, your face that gazes upon us and remembers that we are but dust. Loving Abba from heaven above, look down upon each one of us. Extend your hand to your people. We will take hold of it quickly. We will look to you. We will trust you. And what we will expect is what we have experienced in the past. You will not abandon us. You will be there for us. You will direct our steps. The truth is, loving Father, you have already done so much things that we do not deserve. But Father, we know you are happy to give us your kingdom. And so we promise you, loving Abba, we will commit ourselves in observing the appointed times of your kingdom. Help us and teach us to follow your commands. And help us, Father, that we may never fail you. But we know because of our human nature, we will fall, we will stumble. Do not give up on us. What shall we do if you leave us? Father, remember we are your sons and daughters. If you punish and discipline us, so be it. We will accept it gladly because it comes from your hand. You are our father. You have a purpose for all things. Only teach us to endure and to learn from you. We come before your throne. Teach us. Teach us what we need to know. What we need to do to be closer to you. If there be New Year's resolutions. What we want is to be close to you, to feel your presence, not only when we assemble like this, but every day, every waking moment in our life. That is what we desire, to be in fellowship with you. Father, please make it so. We want to worship you in spirit and truth. Remember your people all over the world. We are gathered together in your spirit. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. We know what's in the hearts of many parents today. We think about our sons and daughters. And when we think about them, we offer to you many supplications. Father, we endorse them into your hands. We cannot watch them 24 hours a day. But you can, loving Abba, during times when we cannot supervise them. May you be the one to closely watch over them when they are in school or at work, wherever they may be. This world is a dangerous place, full of wickedness, oh Abba. Please be the one to remind them, to nudge them, 
every once in a while that they will understand that they are your sons and daughters, that they belong to you, so that when they pray, oh, Father, they will feel your presence. It will give them inspiration and experience they will not forget. We will journey this life together with the assembly of Yahushua. Many of us do not know each other, but we have this one key thing in common, a love for you. We love you so much. Please, loving Abba, may we see each other soon. May we see each other in your kingdom. We don't know what 2022 holds. Father, please reassure us when all is said and done, we will dwell in your kingdom here on earth and also in heaven. Loving Mashiach, Yahushua, we pray to you now, increase our faith, heal those who may be sick among us when you walk this earth, when you encountered people with diseases. All you did was speak your word. We approach you in faith and we pray on behalf of our brethren afflicted with sickness. May it be so loving Mashiach. The year 2022 will be the year we will experience your healing, your complete restoration. If a miracle is needed loving Mashiach, you can do that as well. Bestow this to your servants. Father, thank you so much for listening to our prayers. Thank you so much for being with each and every one of us. We are confident, loving Abba, that we will face all adversity with you by our side, and we will be victorious. Thank you for listening to our supplications. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.